Hey everyone, this is uh, Brian Winter from Forever 11, and I've got on with me my usual co-host, uh, David. David, are you there? Hey, hey, Brian, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great on this uh, 4th of July holiday weekend, um, but super excited to continue on with our uh, usual uh, Twitter space. Yeah, absolutely. 100% excited. Uh, obviously, we postponed it uh, last week's Thursday mm-hmm. uh, episode, but for very, very, very good uh, progressive reasons. So I'm happy about that, but glad to be back on here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And today we are talking about our t- topic today is storytelling. What makes good art great art? And I'm re- actually really excited about this topic. And here's why. Um, I have a feeling that what we're going to talk about um, might not be a huge revelation, or maybe it will be, to what I uh, will call thoroughbred artists. And these are, you know, uh, uh, people maybe that have been in the, I'll say, the traditional art world for a very long time and, you know, uh, are familiar with how galleries work and, you know, they've been putting art out for a long time and so forth. But I, I think this is really going to open some eyes to, I'll say people that are maybe a little bit more like me. And that is, I really came into this NFT art space more from really kind of the, the, the technical side, you know, being somebody that understood uh, blockchain and Web3 and started collecting NFTs and then, you know, really saw a need to help artists through this forever 11 project get their art digitized and turned into nfts and i just had the skill set to be able to help do that but through that process um this is where i started learning in terms of the world of art what makes good art great art and for me it was a really eye-opening experience um and i say that because I came into it thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to understand, you know, the intricacies of all these different mediums. I'm going to have to understand uh, uh, techniques in using these mediums. And I'm going to have to be able to like analyze and break down, you know, paintings and be, you know, that guy. Sometimes you're in the movies where there's the consultant that they say one of these is real and one of these are fake and we need you to tell us which one is which. you know, and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, am I gonna have to be that guy to be able to tell if something is a great piece of art? And I learned, well, no, that's not necessarily true. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with everything you've, you've just outlined. And, uh, you know, I definitely got some, some, uh, some opinions on on the topic. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, I'm. What do you think? Do we, do you want to start us off? Do you want to give us a little bit of your opinion, or uh, throw something out there, and we'll run with it? Or yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've always I've always felt that you know the objectiveness of art is something that needs to be you know kind of sheltered and, and harvested and uh, protected. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it comes to great art, yeah. Part of that, part of that process is, is the storytelling behind it. You have to give it some sort of substance that continuously allows a bridge between the final piece, the statement, and the person that's receiving it. Because it's a reflection 
off of, you know, the internal mind and the internal soul and the heart of the person that created it. But at the same time, it's, 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 it's at its rawest form. It still needs a little bit of not, not across the board. Sometimes artists actually part of their, their processes is, is not sharing that. And I can respect that method as well. But if you're looking to have the end owner identify with the piece in a way that's relatable to how you intended it to be uh, greeted, then you're going to have to be able to give it a little bit of story. Mm -hmm. And and that's really what, I mean, at the end of the day, it's what marketing is. It's what branding is. um, And that's what, you know, differentiates the high level brand, you know, branding uh, minds and marketing strategists. They're able to, to connect and bridge emotion through through copywriting and through storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so really we're, we're, we're talking about giving, giving people an avenue to have a connection both with the piece of art, but really th- using that piece of art to really now have a connection with the artist. You know, I think that's kind of like what the end goal ends up being with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it creates a sort of, it'll bounce back almost like energy. So if you have like a laser beam in between two mirrors, if you create that that laser beam and you project it, well, now guess what? That that consumer who owns your piece is going to take that energy and send it right back to you. And, and it can come in many forms. It can come into, you know, following your brand, embracing your brand. It can come into uh, word of mouth and talking about your brand and sharing your art with those that they know within the circle. And that's how more people will learn and hear about what it is that you do and why it's important or more, or, or more importantly, why it's relevant, why they should care. Um, and that's, if you're able to send out that laser beam, then you'd be surprised what happens with that momentum and that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so really we, we've kind of identified our first point, which was uh, developing an avenue or a path for, you know, connection for the viewer of this art to be connected at, at, at some deeper level than just, Oh, Hey, that looks like that looks cool. Like that looks visually attractive, but just knowing like additional layers, you know, deeper. Um, so moving on to our second point is one of my favorites. And that is like this layer of just why, like why was this piece created or, you know, why did the artist do it in this way? I mean, there's, there's probably seven or eight or a dozen, maybe different why questions that could be both asked and answered at the discretion of the artist. Because like you said, David, you know, there are some questions that maybe the artist would like the viewer to um, overtly know because it, it would give some important context for viewing the art. But then also there are probably some questions that the artist very intentionally does not want to just give an answer because there is something in just the appreciation of just just wonderment, you know, and just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let them think about this and 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 see what it does for them, right? But um, I, I what I want to do at this point is I want to talk about a particular artist in our collection because I think it's a great illustration for 
for for what we're talking about here. And his name is uh, Colin McConnell, and he's a friend of mine. And he just shared um, a video with me that we're we're putting in as a part of the collection and part of the storytelling aspect of of our art. And and his art is in our collection. He's contributed it. And one of the things is that I love with his art is I have several, I, I probably have like 40 images of different pieces of his art on my phone. And, and I love to bring one up and show it to somebody. And, you know, when you're looking at somebody's phone, right, you only have like a, you know, four inch by three inch, you know, view of it or whatever. And people go, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Like that's, it's, that's interesting, but you know, they have no context of why I'm showing it to them. And then what I'll do is I'll take my two little fingers and zoom in and kind of show them at a much deeper level that they couldn't see just looking at it, you know, zoomed out on my phone. And they're like, well, wait, what, what is that? Cause that's not paint. I'm like, no, it's not. It's duct tape, colored duct tape that he, that he's ripped with his hands to make this picture. Then you zoom back out and then they're looking at it from a whole different lens of wait a second. I just, I thought that was just like paint or, you know, graphic design, you know, computer generated art, whatever, but this is duct tape that he hand ripped. Yeah, it is. And then I'll say, you know, well, here, here's another little interesting thing. He's legally blind. He can see a little bit, but he can't drive a car because he can't, you know, pass a vision test to get a driver's license. So when he does this, he's often, you know, very close to the canvas and, you know, and, and, and ripping the stuck. And, and that's when you see people's kind of jaw drop and like, you got to be kidding me. Like this stuff is like amazing. Wow. And it's like, well, it is. And I love that illustration of it. That is where it went from a good piece of art people looking at it from afar, like, Oh yeah, like that's cool. Like, but then you get that added context of exactly, exactly. You get the depth and the substance behind, and this is an important word, the process, Mm -hmm. because the process is, and, and, and and I gotta say, anybody listening, take, take this, if anything from this, from this uh, recording is that the process is what's going to define the value of so many things moving forward now with what we've got is something that we've talked about, which is AI. Mm-hmm. The process is streamlined. That's what makes AI so intriguing, so shiny, mm-hmm. is that you're able to do things in a much more expedited process. But the value in that is not universal because some things should not be streamlined. Some things do need substance. They do need depth. They need the human touch. They need the element that makes it real. And AI, by definition, is not real. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, when you're, when, when you're telling story about your art or whatnot, sometimes you don't even need to say anything. People just need to have an understanding of what your process is. And, and that that is what makes things or at least one of many tentacles that can make something so much more valuable than had you not known it. You know what I mean? Like think of a chef who like put down this, you know, this fascinating dish, beautiful, it's aesthetically pleasing. It smells amazing. The combination and the flavors are there. The components are there. Um, But then you found out like they made it outdoors. 
and they source organic ingredients only, and they use no electricity to create it. It was just through fire, just through open flame, and they only had like three utensils. Mm-hmm. Like that is like, yeah, kidding me? You put this together with it, it just, it just, it just really shines and highlights. It, it gives a tangible understanding of the talent that was behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because it's hard to quantify and gauge talent because you can't see it. You can't hold talent. But when you eat that meal and you smell it and you taste it, or when you see this art that was created with this duct tape and you know the context behind it, you can almost now sense, touch the talent. Do you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you perfectly with that example walked into what kind of our third point was and 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 i know what our third point was but i was also thinking how how am i going to differentiate this because it's kind of close to the second point but your your illustration is perfect because like when i was talking about colin the the first level of the why was kind of a generalized like uh, about Colin as an artist, you know, like what, what his abilities are and, you know, what his generalized process is and his unique uh, style or general themes, you know, that he approaches with art. But even within there, it, it, going now a layer deeper below the artist, which is how is each individual piece that an artist does, how, how are they different and, and, and what makes them unique? Like with your example, you just talked about like, okay, you've got this great chef, but then you described the particular parameters that was being implemented for that specific meal. So, you know, maybe it's that that chef doesn't always just use three utensils and cook only using fire or, you know, like whatever. But the way you were describing that was like, oh, that's a perfect illustration of, you know, an example of like, that's what that chef did for that meal. And that's what made that meal so special or unique from maybe another meal that you've had from that chef in a, you know, fully modernized, you know, professional kitchen. But it made that meal different, unique, and special. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, and it's a unique, it's a unique, um, it's a unique route that's less taken than what your typical meals mm-hmm. may be, because you know you, you you consume food for for reasons of of, of just health or, or or refueling or whatnot, and then there are times where you consume food for the ambient, you know, the experience. And it's, it's, it's luxurious and it's for taste. And then there's that third kind of element where you can consume food for a higher level mm-hmm. of experience, you know, and that's what we just kind of described. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. So we have, I think done a pretty good overall job here of kind of distinguishing the difference between good art and great art. I like to describe good art as, you know, baseline, base level it's 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 visually attractive and you know which is going to that's a pretty broad statement because it's going to be different for every every person but um you know a good piece of art somebody's going to buy because it might fit a particular you know space or uh uh 
decorative theme that they're they're trying to you know uh fulfill in a space or something like that but what we define today was what makes great art which is kind of taking the buyer from just oh that's a cool piece i'd like to have it to that oh my gosh i have to have this piece and everyone that comes into my home i can't wait to tell them the story behind this piece and how I got it. And you're never going to believe, you know, what the artist did, or you're, you, let me tell you about uh, the challenges they had creating this, because I got to hear from the artists themselves, what it was like for them to create this. And, and it looks like it wasn't that hard, but let me tell you, it really was because, Hey, this is the story behind it, you know? And, and I think when we've gotten to that level, that's, that's how we know we've, we've got a great piece of art. Absolutely. That's well, well said. I agree. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I mean, how are you, David? Is, is, is there anything, I think I've gotten all my points covered. Did you have anything uh, that, that was left out? I'm about to drop the mic. I, I think we really kind of, I think we really, we really uh, were able to encapsulate, you know, and I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to make the mistake of expanding too much out on there. I think what we yeah. said and how we were able to frame it, I think there's a lot, that you just can kind of dissect from that and just sit with. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, then we, we did it. That's our goal. Um, a lot of great content and get it to our valued listeners, uh, quick and efficiently. So awesome. awesome. Well, very good. Thanks all. And, uh, we'll see you next time.